When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsack, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. We're on the air for Saturday, and I have a question for you. It's a, it's a fun little uh, what-if kind of question. Of all the deaths in Game of Thrones, what is the one death you would reverse? Not to drastically change the plot. I mean, we're not talking, hey, Ned doesn't die, and the War of the Five Kings doesn't happen. We're not talking that. Let's say the plot remains relatively the same to where we are right now. What death would you change because that character could help now? For me, it's Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall. Now, yep, Mance knows the north. He knows the lands beyond the wall better than anyone. He rallied the free folk. He's a great leader, and maybe that would have made some things easier up at Hardhome and, uh, you know, on this mission north to save, uh, to capture a wife. But I just like the idea of Mance Raider at Jon Snow's side as a mentor over his shoulder, them kind of ruling together with Jon in the lead. I think a lot of what Jon Snow is, he picked up from Mance Raider. Mance was pretty, uh, pretty powerful presence, I think, in Jon's life when you kind of look back at it. Um, Tormund is as well, and even though some of the lessons that Jon's learned from Mance are what not to do, as in when to bend and when not to bend the knee. I'd love to see Mance going south, addressing Cersei Lannister, trying to talk some sense into her. I don't think it would work, and Mance would probably lose his patience. But again, I just like the idea of this uh, kind of forgotten son of Westeros. Yeah, he turned his back on the Night's Watch, and I'm a Night's Watch fan, but I can kind of see why Mance did it. And you can kind of agree to his points. You kind of see his points. He is perhaps the most well-rounded leader in Game of Thrones, at least in the early part of the show and story. So I like this idea of Mance getting to fight the Night King, the, the creature that tormented him and his people for a long time. Love to see him strategizing. I'd love to see him there. Barristan Selmy would be another one. He would have been interesting. Returning to Westeros, getting to dress Cersei again, helping Danny and Tyrion, as we've learned, he needed a little help. Strategizing, uh, preparing for war, plus his skills in battle were still pretty damn good. But Mance is my choice. What is your choice? Call into the station here. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at KenNapsock using the hashtag Daily Thrones, like Jamie uh, Gakuo did. Uh, Jamie's asked me a couple days ago could Hodor be a white walker? And you know what? I still don't think that'll happen. But I still think he is. I still think Hodor is a white somewhere up there. Will there be some bittersweet reunion with Hodor and Bran? Where Hodor faces off against the man who kind of created him in more ways than one. It would be bittersweet. It would be painful. But I do believe logic would dictate Hodor is a white. I don't know if we'll see him. Uh, so that is a good question, Jamie, and you guys can do that too using the hashtag Daily Thrones on Twitter. But call in with the death you'd like to reverse to help the plot now. And more coming. You guys have great reactions to some of the previous topics we've had in the last couple days. I love posting your calls. Let's hear them here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So talking about warnings, the death that got me in the most trouble that I had absolutely, like, I had knew nothing about was actually Hodor's death. 
I when that happened, my phone lit up. I got so many angry voicemails from friends yelling at me. Did you notice it was going to happen the whole time and you didn't warn me? And I'm like, the show's past the books. I don't know anything. I had no clue whatsoever. This was Hodor's origin. No idea. This is not what I even thought it was actually going to end up being. I was in shock. I'm like, I'm just like you. I am shocked. So please, don't blame me. I didn't write it. Not my fault. Hey, Ken. Another reason I think Bran won't become the Night King in the TV show is that there's been no real setup to that moment, to that revelation yet. He's only, like, recently become kind of distant from humanity because he has been taking in all this information from the Weirwoods now that he is the Three-Eyed Raven. But there's been no, like progression throughout his storyline about him kind of disconnecting from humanity it's been really sudden and it doesn't it wouldn't really make make much sense in the context of the story that we presented within the show it's kind of like i find it similar to ezra in rebels how they've kind of teetered on that line they've showed it a little bit that he may go dark he may not and it's really kind of left up in the air that i think is more of an example of how you can set up that going dark storyline but Bran in the TV show, they haven't really done that yet. So I don't, that's one of the, another reason why I don't think he will be the Night King. Hey Ken, so I was just thinking about the idea of different point of view stories in the world of Game of Thrones. And I love that idea, similar to what Star Wars is releasing next month. But personally, I'd love to see that be something that George R. R. Martin allows other authors to do. Uh, I don't believe in the Star Wars story, I don't believe that it is... Uh, too many authors who have worked in the Star Wars world yet. I believe the majority of them are new authors. Um, I could be totally wrong. Um, I'd love to see that with Game of Thrones. I'd love to see George R. R. Martin allow new authors to come in and do this work. I've read that he has a couple of mystery authors that he's selected um, to work in his world. It would be interesting to see those people tell some stories and get some some different spins on the, the world of ice and fire. So just my thoughts on that. Hope you have a great night. Sir Thomas checking in about the idea of a point of view book, a parables of ice and fire is what Thomas is calling it. I love it. And I like the idea of, hey, if George R. R. Martin can't do it, again, we think he might be a little busy writing. Uh, if he gets some other authors in. It's always a, a weird spot when other authors come in for properties like this. Uh, when Douglas Adams passed away and they handed off the six... Uh, game uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book. Uh, you know, it was a, a good effort. It was uh, Ian Colfer, and it just did not work, unfortunately. So George is still alive and kicking. We want that to be the case for a long time. But if he has to hand over the series, and maybe hand over, I guess what I'm trying to say, if he has to hand over the series, we'd be worried. But if we wouldn't be as worried if he starts working in authors with some of his tales right now. So if there was a Parables of Ice and Fire book, what were some of the authors you'd like to see pick up the mantle and write some stories? Let me know here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, so the character death I would not have had happen was, for me, Stannis's. Now, when I thought he wasn't dead, I thought his story was going to go to the watch. I thought him and Brienne were going to talk, and, you know, Brienne was going to say to him, look, if this, you know, threat is coming, as you say, and you want to atone for some of these horrible things you did, the best thing you can do is join the watch. They could use an experienced commander like you, and I had this all worked out in my head that an episode was going to end with Stannis saying his vows and becoming a member. So I think it would have been extremely fascinating to see someone who wanted the Iron Throne to becoming the brother of the Night's Watch. 
hey, Ken, I don't think it's too late for Helen Reed to show up in the story because I think John is going to need that confirmation that he is the true-born son of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen because I don't think he's going to believe it at first, nor is he going to want to believe it because in his heart he wants to be a true Stark and he's grown up believing that Ned is his father. I've heard a lot of people saying that John is going to take the news well because of what he, how he talked to Theon, saying Theon is both a Greyjoy and a Stark. But it's easy to say something, but it's harder to actually like practice what you preach, that saying. I feel like John is going to have a hard time believing that he's a Targaryen and a hard time accepting it. And Helen's just going to be one step for him to accept it. And then I think his family, Sansa, Arya, Bran, encouraging him to saying that it's okay, that they're, they're all still family. I think that's what he's going to be able to overcome this and truly accept that he is truly a Stark and a Targaryen. Billy, with a good reminder why we still might need Howlin' Reed to show up in the story. We've been talking about Howlin' Reed here for the last couple of days. Actually, we've been talking talking about him before Season 7. A lot of us thought he would show up again, and it would tie into John accepting who he is, which we now know as Aegon. John does not know that yet, and he still might not accept it. We talked about it during the season of, hey, when John learns, he might first learn it, not believe it, and then something or someone's going to help make him believe it. It still could be Howland Reed. Maybe Billy's right. It's not too late for Howland Reed to show up in the story. I think John might even have a harder time accepting it now that he's had sex with Danny. That might blow your mind just a little bit more when you find out what that really means because of who you really are. John might not want to accept it, and Howland Reed could be someone who doesn't just prove it. And say, yeah, that's right, I was there. I killed Arthur Dane. I, I helped your father. I was there when he took you, a babe swaddled in a bloody cloth from your dying mother. I helped get him back, and I've kept that secret. The Reeds are tied to the Starks. Jojen and Amira are very important, not just in the show, in the books. They bring visions and, and, and even more protection and more connection. So it would make some sense. That maybe Hallen just doesn't say, that is true, this is who you are, and here is why it's important. And yeah, Theon did talk uh, to John, and John gave him the advice. Hey, don't worry, you can be Greyjoy and Stark. Easier said than done for Jon Snow. He might not want to be Targaryen and Stark. He might also not want to be what that is, what that means. Not just the King of the Iron Throne, but the Savior. Azor High Reborn, the prince that was promised, all those kind of things. It's going to weigh heavy on Jon Snow, who's never really taken to leadership. He's good at it, but he's never really sought it out. So maybe Hallen Reed can still show up and encourage Jon, not just make him believe. Hey, Ken. So my mind kept running on this idea of different perspective stories in the world of Game of Thrones. Here's my pitch. Let's write a comedy about my man Hot Pie traveling the Seven Kingdoms, in search of the perfect ingredients to make the perfect pie. And he'll go on this huge meandering adventure, and by accident one day he'll brown some of the butter first and realize that that was the secret ingredient all along. What do you say? All right, this is what we do, Daily Thrones here, man. Thomas Cullinan, Sir Thomas the Doll, with a great idea for a hot pie adventure. These are the point-of-view stories I want to hear in Game of Thrones, in the world of Game of Thrones, and this book that we're kind of putting together ourselves. Maybe we'll just present it to George, and he'll let us write it. I like the adventures of hot pie, traveling around, learning how to bake bread. He's a survivor. He told Arya Stark that. 
he is a survivor. So uh, that is uh, that's a good story to have. That is okay. Hot pie. We need that story. What other stories do you want to hear? Pitch them here. I think you could have dark stories. Maester Wolken showing up to Winterfell to replace Maester Lewin and seeing what's going on. That could be kind of a dark story. Add add some insight to what really happened there. Uh, you could have a, a wilding, a free folk chieftain who uh, describes what it was like to be convinced by Mance to join him. You could have stuff like that or you could have more stuff like hot pie. Uh, you could have the story of a fool. You could have that kind of stuff. Let me know. Call into Daily Thrones with your pitch for a story set in the Game of Thrones world. Westeros, Essa, something, a point of view from a character that's not a point of view character in the books. Let me know here on Daily Thrones. That's it for today. Don't forget, we are on Apple Podcasts. Like, uh, uh, subscribe, rate, and review over there. Google Play as well. And favorite the station uh, to not miss a broadcast. Anchor here is fun. It is your voice and mine. Make it up, Daily Thrones.